When you say a little bit after you died, do you refer to the liberation of the body and the fading of the self, the pure beingness more? Can you talk about that a little bit? It takes a lot to be a being while in the body. It takes a lot less to move as a being while you're in your body. It takes very little, almost nothing, to be touched by your being in yourself while you're in your body. And moving as a being, being taken by your beingness, which brings you right into your being. And moving as a being, streaming as a being, enables you to be aspects of your being within various levels of your being. Being a being is quite different from moving as a being. In being a being, you are, as awareness, the whole of your being. In whichever way you move, it's inclusive of all of your being. It's the difference between on a self and a person level. It's the difference between awareness as a baby, newly born in its body. It can move its body, but it is not yet being its body. It doesn't have the whole awareness of what its body even is. The difference between a baby and an adult. An adult being aware of all of its body, its function, different ways of being in it. And being a being, you are the whole of it that has a self, that has a person, and is functional as that in life. It's most rare and difficult to come to. After you've died, you are everything that's real. You're moving in all of it. You are being a whole being. Knowing and aware of all that you were in your life. You are an intimate, direct knowledge 
with your entire relationship that you had with what you knew in your life. It's an all-knowing of what you were. How you moved toward what you knew, into what you knew, as what you knew, or away from what you knew, separate from what you knew. How much of your being came into yourself because of the little touches everywhere of your being in yourself. Where you were lost in yourself. Where you were taken by something other than your heart. Other than what you knew. Other than your being that was illusory. Everything is all known and clear. And when you meet someone, you have instantly the same intimate, full knowledge of everything in the other. Everything is known, intimately known. Your evolution as awareness, aside from your personality, yourself, your being, your evolution as awareness on its own, as form, unseen form, form of that is your soul. Your soul is the highest, highest form of you. Perfectly representing your evolution as awareness. There is no other form of yours that's more valuable is more intrinsic to you than your soul. Your soul tells all of where you are in the scope of awareness, in the spectrum of awareness, in its development. most difficult form in the unseen to identify and to see. It's the most difficult form to know. Because it is evenly distributed in everything that's yours. It is there as much present in your illusory forms of yourself 
it's as present in a false relationship with a self as it is present in your being. Everywhere you are aware, truly or falsely, there also is your soul. It's most difficult to know and to see, to identify while you're in your body because there isn't the contrast. It's equally everywhere in all of you and everything that's yours, of your form. There is so much form and your soul is, in a sense, hidden in all of it. After you've died, your soul is more visible than any other unseen form of yours. It's your soul that has the prominence. It is what is up front known by you and everyone you meet and you commune with. How you evolve as awareness isn't dependent on the development of your mind or any of yourself. The well-being of your soul and its development doesn't hinge on any other development of yours. You can grow up crippled in yourself, in your mind, in your emotions because of upbringing, circumstances, everything that's done to yourself. Any lack of development in the crippling of yourself doesn't touch your soul. What you are being as awareness in the midst of that self, in its crippling, in its damage, in its development, in whatever care or lack of care it has. What's critical to your soul is what you are being as awareness in yourself. Opening and softening or closing and hardening.
there is no influence of any kind, physical or non-physical. There is no influence that makes you open and soften or makes you close and harden. power and the direction of that is all yours. Not you as your form, but you without it. You awareness. Whatever it is you're being in your body, in yourself, in your circumstances, in your difficulty, in your pressure, in the fire, is what affects directly your soul. What develops your soul is you, awareness, in response to knowledge. You, awareness, being what you know. You, being oneness, in the midst of yourself, your personality, your life, your circumstances, subject to it's developing or it's crippling what you are being in all of that. Your relationship to knowledge, you being oneness unconditionally in everything is what moves your soul, develops your soul. value of everything that you're in, of your forms and your life, the value in all of it is that your soul is there, developing, growing or not. value of your forms is determined by what you are being in them, not your experience of them. Your development as awareness, the development of your soul your evolution as awareness after you've died moves very slowly. Its development, its ongoing development is steady and so little because everything is perfect. 
your environment is as perfect as you are. There isn't the contrast. There isn't the pressure. There isn't the difficulty. You're not subject to a variety of polarized influences. Your capacity to evolve as awareness, your capacity for soul development is extremely high while you're in your body. While you are in such an environment as this world and yourself where almost everything that's taking place isn't real is so imperfect and incomplete and if you are being in that what you really are contrast between you and yourself is so extreme that yourself is so not like you. When you are being what you really are in it, you experience the difference. Your own self is your first environment, yours, that isn't like you. It isn't like your being. And this world, a greater environment outside of yourself, reinforces the signals in your DNA enlivening what your ancestors were, drawing upon what they were being that was directly connected to the environment of this world that was illusory. All of this reverberating through yourself and you experience it. This world and yourself is an external influence on you. None of it can make you be anything. That power is yours. You are able to take yourself and this world into your heart by taking it seriously. These forms of illusion that are very actual, that have actual form, you're able to 
your heart instead of only taking into your heart only taking to heart what you really are aside from all of the external influences you're able to be one awareness one with knowledge and its movement love this is what you really are it's you all one being in yourself being in all of yourself being in this world as it is not to change it oneness relaxed in whatever environment that it's in moving its imperfect forms in an imperfect world full of everything that isn't like what you really are your only resource in all of that difficulty in all such pressure is the deep in you when you're being what you really are the more difficulty that there is in yourself the more pressure on yourself the more you naturally draw from deeply within which brings the much more of you right into the surface all into yourself and present right there in the circumstances that you're in greater and greater depths of what you really are present in its quietude in your person your only real presence what might take 10,000 years in the development of your soul after you've died that same development a soul development while you're in your body but being oneness in it unconditionally at any personal expense could take place in perhaps a year
being here in a body is for your soul. It isn't for yourself. It isn't for your personality. It isn't for your body. It isn't for your quality and experience of yourself and of life. All of that will pass as soon as you die. But what stays is what you are being in your heart, in all of it. Opening and softening or closing and hardening. What really matters is not what you've done with your life. What you've done with the powers of yourself. What you've done with yourself and your personality in all of its development. What really matters is what you've done with your heart in the midst of all of that. What you've done with your heart and what's deeper. The continuity of that is untouched by death. Death takes all that's not real and illusory. It takes all of yours that wasn't integrated by you a being. It doesn't matter how much or how little we truly know. being that or not. That's what determines the meaning of your life. Enlightenment means that you are awakened to levels of knowledge that pertain to your being and what you are as consciousness. Having such an awakening, if you are being almost all of it in your life, it means less than for you to be all of the little bit you've been awakened to. But being it unconditionally at any personal expense in all of yourself and all of your life.
develops more than someone enlightened and living only almost all of it. A heart full of what you know. A heart full of its its movement. Love. A heart without yourself in it. A being filled heart present by you in all of yourself is everything. Purity of heart is worth more than all enlightenment. It's of greater value than all knowledge and all being. Because it's oneness, knowledge, and being lived.